it's time for another episode of Japanese with Skelly. And finally, I can announce that we also have a new account on Twitter. Yay! Today's episode will be about how to start to study the Japanese language. Where do you start? What should you do? What should you maybe not do if you want to be successful and have some results from the beginning? That's really important. So we have at the beginning something which is called hiragana and katakana. Most probably have heard about that before. These are two parts of the Japanese writing system. And most people would suggest you to start with these. I usually say Yes, please start with hiragana and katakana. However, there is something which I usually start beforehand and that's really, really basic, basic grammar. So that you have the possibility to make a sentence by yourself from the beginning. And only then I start with hiragana and katakana. Why? Because I, for myself, when I was starting out, with hiragana and katakana, it took me like one whole fucking year <laughs> to somehow be able to read and write hiragana and katakana. So if you have been listening to the episodes before, you already know hiragana and katakana are syllables and there are 46 of each of them. Yes. And so usually you start with these 46 hiragana and then with the 46 katakana. And uh, yeah, most of the people only then start to study real Japanese. But the problem is, do you really stick so long to this hiragana and katakana or are you one of the 60 or 70% of the people who drop out because they have the feeling they have not achieved anything after maybe half a year? They maybe can read a handful of hiragana and maybe some katakana but I have the feeling you they forget everything at the same time when they study it. And yeah, that's the big problem. You need some results from the beginning. So what I suggest you to do is have a real quick introduction to grammar. Yeah, that's what I usually do. And that's what I'm also inviting you to do, to do <laughs> together with me. I am right now having a challenge here in my original, how do you say, in real life. <laughs> uh, so, you know, actually I've been teaching Japanese in German for the last uh, 12 years and I've been starting to do the same thing in English. And uh, right now I'm having this challenge, which is like for four days and people take part in it and study together with me the real, real basics of Japanese language, Japanese grammar, which usually includes how to introduce yourself, how to say your name, how to write your name in Japanese language, how to build sentences, really easy sentences, how to do the negation, how to do uh, past tense, how to say, uh, how to use object and subject in a sentence, how to use other particles, important ones, and finally, to be able to understand Japanese and to realize how it really works without having to memorize everything. And memorizing is, I mean, of course you have to memorize something because otherwise you cannot do anything. However, it's it's really important to be able to, to um, understand the basics, not just memorize and then just repeat the same thing over and over again, because 
that doesn't make you feel make you feel any any more comfortable with the language. It's just you know like a parrot who is just repeating a sentence after sentence and basically has no idea what he's actually actually saying and the real meaning behind. Because as I said before, like um, Ohayo gozaimasu, for example, means good morning. However, there is no good and no morning inside. And if I say konnichiwa, there is no good day or there's no good and no day inside, basically. I mean, there is day. But um, it's not, you know, I, I think it's really, really important for you to understand how the language really works. It's like with mathematics. If you don't understand how things work, you'll never be able to solve a question by yourself, you know, and this is not what we want to do here. So yes, so usually I suggest to start with some easy grammar to uh, be able to memorize some easy words and then start to do some sentences and then go on with hiragana and with katakana. So yes, how to study hiragana and how to study katakana. It's important to do daily exercises and not only study hiragana, 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 but also try to come up with words. That's what I usually do and that's also what's, uh, what I use or what I do in my books, which I have already published in the German language and I'm writing, um, working right now to do the same thing with the English language, to uh, have words. So like you a, i, u, e, o. So that's usually what I do. I start off, off with a, i, u, e, o. These are five syllables. How to draw them in the correct stroke order, where the people usually make mistakes because just copying it and um, usually the people make the same mistakes over and over again. I've seen it the last 12 years. There is always a tendency that people make the stroke the wrong, the wrong order or the wrong shape or the wrong angle or whatever. And I mean, of course, it's somehow possible to read the, the character, but it does not look good. And sometimes, and that's really true, there are characters, syllables, which nearly look the same. And if you make a mistake and memorize it the wrong way, it's so difficult to do it back, to, to get back to the correct way. Because your brain is wired like that. If you memorize one thing the way you think it's correct, and that actually after some time, you realize actually that's wrong, and this happened to me too. It's so difficult to, you know, to rewire your brain to go back or to go to the right, to correct version. So yeah, try to memorize it in the correct way from the beginning. Yes. Right. So yes, I, uh, you know, I show how to write the hiragana, what you should not do, and then start to introduce words. So if I will actually the five syllables, I'm able to build at least 10 words. And uh, yeah, that's how I usually do it. So first, you know, the five syllables. Um, and then I say, okay, this looks good. This looks maybe not so good. Take a look at this here. This is the original one. Try to do it more like this, try to do it more like that. And then I uh, yeah, usually um, draw the five syllables and then let people ask and guess. So which one is it? What do you think? And of course I also teach the pronunciation. Pronunciation is also really, really important because if somebody is not able to pronounce something in a nice way, everybody, I think really the most, most people will believe if your pronunciation is good, that you are an advanced speaker. Even though you might have really good grasp on grammar and vocabulary, but your pronunciation is awful, people usually tend to think that your language skills are low. 
And that's not what you want to have. And actually, I really, I don't know, maybe it's because I like singing and I like music. I hate it. I really <laughs> hate it if people have the wrong pronunciation. And for example, if I am watching anime in, not in Japanese, for example, in German or in English, and like, for example, Naruto, it's so awful, you know, it's like, uh, like Sakura, Sakura, or I don't know, I, I cannot, I don't want to even pronounce it the way it's, it, it's so bad, you know, it, it's in, in, this, this makes me freak out. So yeah, right. I'm sorry for that, but that's the way it is. So yeah, I'm really taking care that you uh, do the correct pronunciation of the vocabulary of hiragana and katakana of Japanese language. Right. So what I also do is I have some crosswords, which I'll of course be happy to give you so that you can um, search the words which you have already learned. So like, for example, at the 10 words, you can find them there and then you can try and memorize, okay, this was the meaning of that and how do you pronounce this and how to pronounce that. And um, I also do some dictation. So I jumble up the words you learned before and then tell you the word and you try to listen and then try to write it down. And at the same time, try to remember the meaning behind this word. And of course, I'll remember all the explanations I gave you for each single word, which usually helps a lot to memorize. The same goes with katakana. But what I do before, I don't only teach uh, hiragana only and some words, but as soon as it's possible, I start to include more and more grammar so that you really have the feeling of progress. And that's, you know, when I was learning Japanese, I had a certain time where I felt like I don't have any progress at all. It, I'm just, I just felt stuck, you know, I, I've been watching anime and I feel like I still don't understand anything and it's so bad and, and you know, I feel so helpless maybe, you know, that's, I feel so stuck. And um, yeah, and th this is not what I want you to feel not at all the exact opposite. I want you to feel that every day, every time you learn something, every time you study Japanese, you get the feeling, oh, I learned something new or, oh my God, I was watching this anime or I was just maybe playing Undertale and then I was able to read something and I was able to understand something. And this feeling is exactly what I want you to have because feeling, feeling, feeling <laughs> that you're able to do something is the best motivation you can have. And without motivation, you're not going to stay and going to stick with Japanese. And that's not what I want you to do. I don't want you to throw everything away and say, oh, I can't do it. I'm too stupid. This is too difficult. I, I think I stopped studying Japanese. No, 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 no. Please, please don't do it. Please stick with me. And I would really love to help you studying Japanese. So yes, that's it. So my concept is basically to, uh, teach everything at once. I mean, it sounds a little overboard maybe to teach hiragana, katakana, maybe also some kanji. For me, kanji is of course something more advanced. However, even at the beginning of hiragana, for example, the word shita, which means down or low or below, I um, also teach the kanji. It's a really easy kanji. It's like a stroke a horizontal stroke, then a vertical stroke, and then a small dialogue, di diagonal one. And it's just like below the stroke, there's something that's shita. And the same thing, just the opposite way is for above or up or on. There is a stroke like this, then this and this. So it's like three strokes and everybody can memorize that. What I usually like to do is 
to show people kanji not only once, only twice, only three times, but several times. And after some time, they realize that there is a structure behind every kanji. And this structure has like small parts, which are called um, radicals. And after some time, you know, I, I usually teach the meaning of these radicals and people get a feeling of, ah, oh, I've seen this one before. Ah, oh, I remember, this is this meaning. And if I put this together, it has this specific meaning and it gives some kind of help to memorize things. Right, that, that's really important. So, yeah. But I also do that with grammar. I start out with grammar from the beginning, but I don't expect people to memorize everything. So I usually do repeat it. So like saying, okay, you learned this last time, uh, let's get it back, remember, try to remember what we did before. Um, and every time I explain it, I give some more information, some more deeper knowledge, some more deeper way of understanding what's going on with the Japanese language, what Japanese people might understand or what Japanese people might imagine when they hear this specific word or sentence. Because you know, it's, it's, it's also something cultural. And this understanding of how Japanese language works and how Japanese people think makes it much, much easier to switch from your mother tongue to Japanese. So it's not translating from one language to the other, but it's really to start to grasp the real meaning behind and the real understanding of the language. And that's what I really want to aim for. Yes. So that's why it's also really important to do speaking and listening and writing. So everything is important. All right. So this is actually a lot, you know, you, you do, as I said, hiragana and katakana and maybe some kanji and grammar. If I say grammar, you know, there's lots of things going on with grammar. The most important thing about the grammar in the beginning are these so-called particles. I think I already introduced the wo, and the wa, but there are lots of other of these. And step by step, you start to learn to use these particles in the correct way. And after you have memorized these, or after you have understood how to use them, we're going to use them all the time with new vocabulary. So it's just like you have this pattern, you understand how this pattern works, and so now you fill this pattern with words you have just learned. And this is learning by doing, basically. This is my understanding of teaching the Japanese language, no matter if you're an Undertale fan or whatever, skeleton or whatever you like. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy that you've been listening to this episode. And I will go on with studying kanji and in specific in the next episode. And hopefully you will listen to my podcast from now on too. And I have here something for you to please click on the link and sign up for my next challenge. I will try to do the same thing we've been doing for German language, uh, Japanese study people, <laughs> students. <laughs> so I want to do the same thing in English together with you and you will be my guinea pigs to do that. It's for free. So if you feel like you want to try this out, just please sign up and then we see each other on the other side. <laughs> see you and thank you very much for listening to Japanese with Kelly. It's me, Kara, or Manu, however you want to call me. Matane, bye bye.